Good morning, friends. I hope you're doing well today. Today is Thursday, December 17th. It is a, I think, a sunny, cold day outside. I haven't been outside for more than two minutes yet, but uh, uh, it's, the sun is shining and it's good to be with you. Good morning, Jackie. Great to great to be with you. Thank you for joining us. Um, and thank you for listening uh, on the Grace Abides podcast. Those of you who are catching up later, we are glad that you are here. Good morning, Patty. I hope you all are doing well. And today we are going to take a look at the Christmas story in each of the four Gospels. Each of the four Gospels that um, are written in the the book, uh, the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all have a different version of the Christmas story. And so we're going to take a look at each four and and we're going to ask why, why did so-and-so, why did Luke include this? Why did Matthew include that? And we'll take a look at what Mark and John also have to say, which is uh, pretty interesting itself. So we're going to do that today. This will be the last uh, the last Bible study of the year. So uh, we will be back the first Tuesday of 2021, uh, back uh, continuing these studies. So I hope you've enjoyed them this year, and we will, uh, we will be back in January. Good morning, Carol. Uh, and Dee, great to have you both joining us live, uh, and uh, good to good to be with you today. So, okay, let's start with the Gospel of Mark. What does the Gospel of Mark say about the Christmas story? Absolutely nothing. The Gospel of Mark says absolutely nothing about Christmas. The Gospel of Mark starts with Jesus being baptized, uh, and so for Mark, the Christmas Mark either didn't know the Christmas story or he heard it and it just wasn't important. Uh, for him, everything starts with the baptism, with the baptism of Jesus. So that's that's where it starts. Uh, scholars say that is the Christological moment. That is the moment where Jesus becomes the Christ. And for Mark, that's all that's important to him. Uh, everything beyond the baptism and after is important. Everything before that, he either didn't know, didn't care, didn't didn't feel it was important to share. So um, there you go. That's the that's the answer for Mark. What what's the Christmas story in Mark? nothing. <laughs> there isn't one. So that'll be the shortest and the easiest. There you go. Uh, good morning, Peggy and Margaret. Great to have you both here today. Uh, okay. So how about John? John, where does John start? Well, John doesn't start at Jesus's birth. John doesn't really mention Jesus's birth, but John starts all the way back at the beginning of creation, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and all things were created through him. And so for John, the birth of Jesus isn't the Christological moment. It's not the moment where Jesus becomes the Christ, where the human Jesus becomes the Christ. Jesus was always at the beginning. So it's it's in the beginning. So basically, John is saying that Jesus is co-eternal with the Creator, right? Co-eternal meaning that Jesus has always been. Jesus was there at the beginning and all things were, now it's not that Jesus was created at the beginning, it's that all things were created through Jesus at the beginning. And so John says that Jesus has always been and always will be. And so for John, the Christmas story isn't really that important because it's the story of Jesus is one that is eternal into the past and eternal into the future. And so there really is no Christmas story in John either. So that means all that we have in the Bible about the Christmas story comes from Matthew and Luke. So what do Matthew and Luke say about Christmas? What are their, what are their gospels written like? What, why are their gospels written in such a way that they are? Um, I think this is a kind of an interesting 
way to look at it, right? Matthew, Matthew starts, if you have your Bibles out and you turn to Matthew, Matthew chapter one, verse one, what does it start with? Well, it starts with Jesus's genealogy, right? Ancestry.com of Jesus, right? It's, this is, this is the story of Jesus and these, this is his genealogy. And it starts back with Abraham, and if you go through Jesus' genealogy, it's really interesting to see all the people who are a part of it. Again, it starts with Abraham, and it goes to Isaac, and, and then it includes Rahab. Rahab, who? who? Well, was she a prostitute? I think a lot of people think she was a prostitute. Some others say that, well, she was an innkeeper in Jericho. But what we know is that she hid two Israelite spies, and, and help them to escape safely. And because of her, the Israelites overtook Jericho. And she is part of Jesus's genealogy. And then Ruth, another important character in the Old Testament, and King David are all part of Jesus's genealogy. And you think, you know, th- these, these important people in the Old Testament, their descendants, right, are now people who live kind of in a, in Nazareth, and in, in a backwater town, or a uh, you know, the middle of nowhere. And so, you know, they're they're not wealthy people. They're not powerful people. They're just people, just people living lives. And one of one of Jesus's descendants that I find interesting is the story of Ahaz. Ahaz came, came after King David. Uh, I gave a sermon on this last year. I find Ahaz's story pretty interesting. Ahaz was a king, uh, a king who, um, a king of Judah, the southern kingdom. So the um, the, the kingdoms had split and he was a descendant of King David and he was, a he didn't trust God. And so, um, second Kings 16, two said that, uh, he did not do what was right in the sight of the Lord, uh, his God, like his ancestor, David, Ahaz worshiped other gods and even sacrificed his own son to a Canaanite God. So God sent Isaiah to talk to Ahaz. God sent Isaiah to talk to Ahaz to, to straighten things out, to get Ahaz on the straight and narrow, you know, a, an intervention, a theological intervention to King Ahaz. And he said, you need to change your ways, and here's what, here's what God is going to do. Put the Lord your God to the test. Isaiah 7, 11, ask a sign of the Lord your God, let it be as deep as Sheol or high as heaven. I will do anything you want to prove that I am here with you and for you. God is saying to Ahaz, to prove that I am the Almighty. God wanted to be trusted. God wanted Ahaz to trust him. So basically, believe in me and be blessed. Believe in me and be blessed. Trust in me and I will do whatever you want. Whatever you want, as as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven, whatever you want, I'll do it for you. Now we hear that and we're like, well, that'd be I mean, one wish, right? You have one wish to, to ask God for anything you want. Anything you want. What would it be? What would your one wish be? If you could, if you could make one wish, I mean, you could, you, could, you could ask for all incredible things, right? You could, you could say, I want no one to ever die through violence again. I want no one to ever starve again. I want no one to ever die of disease again. I want, I want everyone to die, you know, as, as older people who have natural causes because their body gives out. I, I never, so Ahaz could ask for anything. And what does he ask for? Nothing. Isaiah 7 verse 12. 
But Ahaz said, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. He refused for God. He refused God when God said, tell me anything you want and I'll, and I'll do it for you. He did not want to be obligated to believe in God. He did not want to be obligated to trust in God. He didn't want to trust God. I think we all know people who they just don't want to trust God, right? This is a descendant. This is this is part of Jesus's genealogy, Ahaz. And so the Lord says, okay, Ahaz, I was going to do a sign for you so that you would trust in me, but you chose not to. So here's what I'm going to do. Through your family, through your descendants, I am going to do a sign for all of humanity so that all of humanity can trust in me. And that is going to be the story of Jesus's birth. How cool is that? I just, I just love that story in the way that it, uh, uh, the way that that all comes together. Okay, so that's Matthew one, the genealogy, and then the second half of Matthew one is Joseph accepting the situation. Right? Joseph is engaged to Mary, and and Mary uh, is pregnant, and so it says Joseph that was going to, uh, he was going to divorce her. And, um, and then an angel came to Joseph and said, don't divorce her. This is a good thing. Stay with her. And so then Joseph accepts the situation. That's Matthew chapter one. And then Matthew chapter two is the story of the wise men coming to Herod to say, you know, there's a, we know that there's a king being born and we're here for it. So can you point us in the right direction? And Herod's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, but, but when you find him, let me know so that I can go and pay him homage as well. And then so they do. Uh, they they find him and and they're told they're being they're warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, so they go away in a different way. And so then Herod doesn't like it, and he's like, you know what? All the kids have to die, right? I mean, Herod, all the kids have to die. So so Mary, Joseph, and Jesus they escape uh, to Egypt, and uh, and Herod Herod kills. Let's call them the the slaughter of the innocents or the massacre of the Indi- uh, innocents kills all the children in, in Bethlehem. He just kills them all because he figures, well, one of them, uh, one, one of them is, is sure to be the one who uh, the wise men came to see. So uh, that's, that's the Christmas story in Matthew. The Christmas story in Matthew is about, it's about the genealogy of Jesus. It's about uh, Joseph accepting the situation. It's about the wise men coming and it's about the res- the Herod, the response of Herod, the 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 terrible response of Herod that uh, you know causes him to to kill and slaughter all these innocent children. That's that's the Christmas story. Good morning, Tina. Great to have you here. So you have to ask, what what if we just had those three? What if we just had those three stories? Would 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 Christmas be the Christmas that we celebrate today, right? Or would Christmas look completely different? But we have Luke. We have the story of Christmas in Luke, and how Luke tells the story is is the story basically that we celebrate on Christmas. It's it's uh, Luke one is this begins with the the conception of John the Baptist, and uh, and then the conception uh, of, of Jesus with Mary, and so uh, it's the angel Gabriel being sent to talk to Mary and to tell her about the, what's going on and how the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow her and she will conceive. Uh, and then uh, and then we have the, the, the pregnancy of Elizabeth and the pregnancy of Mary and together, they're together um, 
pregnant together. Uh, and so then we have, you know, Mary as a virgin. Uh, and so then Mary goes to visit Elizabeth and we have the Annunciation and the, the Magnificat and we have these beautiful things in Luke chapter one. And uh, we're going to have the Magnificat in worship on Sunday. Can't wait for that. And so then we have the birth of John the Baptist and we have, um, uh, and then we go into Luke chapter two. And Luke chapter two is really, uh, really probably the main, it's basically the Christmas story. Verses one through 21. Everything that we celebrate on Christmas basically comes from Luke chapter two, verses one through 21. And that is the story of Jesus being born in the, and at, the, at the time of a census. So Joseph took Mary with him to Bethlehem to be counted. While he was there, she was to give birth, and there was no place for them to stay. So they ended up staying in a cave or, or out in a barn, right? And Jesus is born and placed in a manger. And the, the, the shepherds were there, and, and you know the angels appear to the shepherds, and the shepherds come and find Jesus. And... Um, and and so we don't actually know what part of the day this what I'm sorry what part of the year this happened. Um, December 25th is unlikely, but uh, you know whatever. Sometime hundreds of thousand you know 17 1800 years ago that's the date they picked. But um, and so the, so the shepherds come and uh, uh, and the angels you know are are worshiping in the in the sky and. Um, and then basically that's it. And it says that Mary treasured all these things in her heart. Mary pondered what all of this might mean. So so really, Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew is written about Joseph, right? Doesn't really include the birth of Jesus. Uh, Jesus is probably, well, he's, he's, he's months old, maybe a year old when the wise men show up. So it's really not about Jesus' birth, Right. So, so Matthew is the genealogy, the, it's all about Joseph, and then it's about the wise men showing up and how basically the, the wise men, the, 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 the wise guys from afar, you know, they, 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 they understood what was going on. They knew that a king was being born and they came to bring homage. They were excited for this, and, uh, and the, the, the leaders of Israel weren't. They wanted to kill Jesus and do everything they could to, to stop this. And then, so then Luke is all about Mary. It's all about Mary. It's about John the Baptist and Mary um, uh, being uh, uh, overshadowed by the Holy Spirit and uh, Mary accepting the situation, right? The Magnificat is Mary accepting the situation, where Matthew is uh, uh, Joseph accepting the situation, and how Elizabeth and John the Baptist, you know, play a role in that. And then it's about the birth, the story of the birth where you know Jesus, there was no room for Jesus to be born at, you know in a home and so Jesus is born in a cave in a in a in a barn uh, and and then how the, the those who were witnesses to that were the shepherds were the you know the shepherds the kind of the the blue collar folks the the people who were working the the, the graveyard shift right uh, they're the ones who the the angels appear to and and they get to be there for that and then uh, you know you have the story of Mary pondering it what it all might mean, treasuring it all in her heart. Uh, and so Luke is about Mary. Again, John is not Christmas. I mean, Jesus has always been. So, you know, why is Christmas special? And then for, for Mark, it's, well, you know, it, that doesn't matter. It, it Jesus's life doesn't matter until he's baptized. 
or I don't know anything about Jesus until he's baptized because, you know, it didn't matter. Right? No, nobody stopped to tell me about what Jesus's life like, what his life was like before he was baptized. Uh, and so um, those are the four, th- the, the four gospels and what they have to say about the beginning, the origin story of Jesus, right? We're all into origin stories now when we're, when we're looking at movies and stuff, they all want a, an, an origin story. How does it all begin? So that's how this, the four gospels have the story of Jesus. And so then the Christological moment, the Christological moment in Matthew and Luke, um, you could argue is whether it's either when Jesus was conceived or when Jesus was born. Uh, but that is the moment where Jesus becomes the Christ. Um, what, uh, so for those of you who are alive, would love to hear your thoughts on this. What, uh, what, what, of the four gospels, which story do you like the most? Why, uh, what, uh, you know, what, why do you think Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wrote their gospels in the way that they did? Uh, would love to hear from you. Would love to hear what you think. But, um, I, you know, I, and, and we always have to ask, I, I always like to ask the question, what would our, what would our faith be like if we didn't have one of the stories, right? If, or if we only had one of them, I, uh, you know, I mean, George Marquardt likes to say, what would the world be like without hypothetical questions? And I think that's funny, but, but, uh, you know, there's, these are the things I like to think about. So, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and, um, thank you. Uh, thank you again for joining me today. Uh, so we will stop there. That will be, uh, the end of our study for 2020. Uh, hope, hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, uh, certainly when 2020 began, had no idea that this was the, the, the way we were going to go, but uh, in, enjoyed it and uh, um, enjoyed being with you this way. Uh, uh, I think we started out doing this four times a week and now we're doing it twice a week. And so um, thanks so much for, for making this part of your day. Jackie says, love Luke the best. Uh, yeah, the, the way that, the, what is it, Linus who says it in Charlie Brown. Um, I just love the way that Linus says that. The 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 For whatever reason, the the, the 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 story the story spoken in the mouth of a child is just really powerful um so uh P- patty thank you for the past nine months um well you're welcome patty and thank you for joining me so and uh, it's been great to be with you all in this online community and look forward to doing it uh, again in january so We'll close in a word of prayer. We thank you, O Lord, for the many blessings in our lives. We thank you for coming to be among us, for uh, showing us how to live and for dying so that we might have eternal life. Help us to trust in you, O Lord, uh, in all that we do in ways that Ahaz never did. Uh, help us to be your people, to live out um, live out your call in our lives and to shine, uh, shine your light in the darkest places in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, have a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and I will see you all in January. Take care of yourselves.